I would like to give thanks to the ancestors, known and unknown, those who have paved the way for us to survive this moment of time and to have a reference point to use as a blueprint to deal with these hellish times we are living in. I would also like to give honor and reverence to the woman of the universe for your superior work, for bringing forth the spiritual information through the triple stage of darkness of your womb and giving birth to God. We would like to give reverence to the universe and praises to the indigenous. My name is Raheem Shabazz and this is Necessary Blackness Podcast. Necessary Blackness Podcast, every Wednesday at 6 p.m. with award-winning journalist and filmmaker Raheem Shabazz. This podcast is only for those who are unapologetic because the mind of the conscious man or woman recognizes no monopoly on truth. Truth is relative and always to be sought. Yo, check out the award-winning docuseries Elementary Genocide. This docuseries provides a critical expose of mass incarceration, the war on drugs, and the connection between slavery, capitalism, and the prison industrial complex. This docuseries features Dr. Umar Johnson, Dr. Boyce Watkins, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing, Killer Mike, David Banner, Professor James Small, Kaba Kamene, and so many other people. Check out Elementary Genocide, the School to Prison Pipeline, Elementary Genocide 2, the Board of Education versus the Board of Incarceration, and the latest installment. Elementary Genocide 3, The Academic Holocaust. It's all available now at elementarygenocide.com. Peace and Black Power family. This is your host, Raheem Shabazz. And this is another episode of Necessary Blackness Podcast. This episode of Necessary Blackness Podcast is being sponsored by the 7th Annual Ujamaa Fest, which takes place Saturday, December 23rd. This event centers around financial literacy and cooperative economics, which is one of the many principles of Kwanzaa. Last year, over 900 people came out. Make sure you are there. Remember, family, Saturday, December 23rd, all roads lead to Atlanta. Are you an entertainer or are you a committed person to black people? I'm so glad you asked that question. I believe that the liberation and salvation of the black nation must be brought about by black people gaining a thorough knowledge of self after our 500 to 6,000 year holocaust where we have lost over 600 million. And so I believe that that education process must be a process of two steps, inspiration and information. So I seriously give information, but black people are a people of rhythm and spirit. So I also give inspiration. Peace and power, black family. This is your host, Raheem Shabazz, and we are here for another episode of Necessary Blackness Podcast. And today... We have a special guest. Our special guest is Dwayne Jackson, and many of y'all might know him online as Jackson360, and he's going to talk to us about Bitcoin, because I don't know if many of y'all are aware that Bitcoin is the best 
investment that one can make at this particular time. It's very new to a lot of people, including myself, but we are learning. And we are always, as a group of people, the last one to get on board. So now is the time that we educate ourselves about making this investment and knowing when to invest, how much to invest, and why it's important to invest. I read an online post where it was talking about for Black Friday, you know how everybody's they clamoring to get to the stores to get that savings so they can have that gift for the holidays or for Christmas. And um, it was saying that the only gift that went up in value on Black Friday by $500 was Bitcoin, right? Now, we have Dwayne Jackson on. How are you doing, brother? Oh, I'm doing I'm doing great, man. It's a, it's a, uh, a great time to be alive in my thing. So I'm, I'm doing blessed. I'm just, I'm blessed just like you, brother. Okay. I appreciate you joining us. Now, I was just talking about Bitcoin and how on Black Friday that this was the only gift if anyone invested in it, <laughs> that actually went up by $500. What do you have to say about that, brother? Oh, uh, I got to say, you know what, this is, um, I think I think that's, it's, it's a powerful thing if you're involved. It's a depressing thing if, if, you, if you're not even, if you're not involved. I think it can get depressing if you find it out late. So, uh, you know, me, me, myself, personally, uh, over the weekend, I've been, I've been accumulating as much Bitcoin, and not just Bitcoin, but other cryptocurrencies as possible over the past weekend. So, you know, because uh, as the prices go up, you know, you can get as much, you can get as much as you want, but as the prices are steady increasing, uh, the more what you're buying is going to be worth less of a percentage of a Bitcoin. So you want to get as much as possible while it's still cheap. Mm. I want to ask you this because there is a lot of uh, different information that's available and some of it really doesn't explain the information in layman terms. Right. I want you to explain in layman terms what is the best or what is better, Bitcoins or Ethereum? Uh, well, here's the deal. Um it depends on what you're trying to do, first of all, you know, in regarding like which one is best, because these are two different cryptocurrencies, uh, but they both have two very different purposes. So, and, and I want to say this first, the very first digital currency that I am aware of is Bitcoin. That was the first technology and everything has come from Bitcoin. So everything from Ethereum, Litecoin, Ripple, that every other, any other cryptocurrency you heard, you hear it about, or probably will hear about, has all came from and spawned from Bitcoin, which makes Bitcoin the originator. It's the granddaddy. It's like Bitcoin is the mall, and every other coin are just like stores within that mall. So it, it, to me, it's difficult to say another coin is ever better than Bitcoin. But I do think these other coins, it, it just have different functions. And so the difference between the two is Bitcoin is really more of about a store of value. That's just like digital gold. That's what you, 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 people use Bitcoin to be able to either do some transactions monetarily or they're using it because they want to look at it as an investment, right? Now, when it comes to Ethereum, most people, if they're using that, that's a platform that's really for what you call smart contracts. 
so those smart contracts are no different from going shopping at a vending machine, right? You, you basically you're you're interacting with technology, and that's what Ethereum does. It's like I'm gonna put my dollar into this contract into this machine, and it's going to give me something in return. It's the technology is kind of that referee, that intermediary, and so that's what Ethereum sort of does, but in so many different ways. So just to give you an example of, of why Ethereum is exploding so much, so. Uh, Ethereum is allowing people, it, it, and, and also to be clear, I want to say this for those who don't know about Bitcoin or Ethereum or any of this, Bitcoin is peer-to-peer transactions. So that means there's no middleman involved. There's no middle institution. There's nothing standing between you and your money and the person that you want to send the money to. There's no banks that are needed, no governments are needed, no companies are needed. All right. Every now and then you may have a third party company, but the third party company makes just the app that you're using. But there's no middleman. So the same thing applies for Ethereum. So you have people that are, let's say you're doing a real estate deal. Uh, and you, or, or you want to sell a car, right? Ethereum, they have contracts that are set up. So traditionally, you're going to sell a car by, you, you, you know, you meet someone, you have to kind of, uh, you want to show your car, they have to qualify for the loan, right? You go through all the red tape, you might go through a bank or something, you try to get financing. These are middlemen. With Ethereum, they, they'll have it set up where you literally would just go to a, a website and you enter your information, the contract is set, you enter your information and the technology will automatically make sure that you're qualified and actually the sale can be done instantaneous without any cash that's needed. Uh, and just, just directly with paying cryptocurrency, no middleman, no people, none of that involved. And all of that information can be still stored on the public ledger. So that way, so that way in the future, nobody can change that information. And that's a whole nother story why that's very important to have certain transactions public. Because if you don't have certain things public, this is how generationally how we've lost a lot of our homes and a lot of our businesses uh, because they've changed things, documentation and stuff on us. But yeah, so I, I hope this, I hope that helps a little bit. So if you're interested in like a store value that's making your money grow, you can invest in either or. But Bitcoin is the granddaddy right now. There's over uh, $300 billion in the cryptocurrency market of that $300 billion, over 50% of that money is all invested specifically in Bitcoin. Now that we know a little bit about Bitcoin and Ethereum, is I'm saying that right? Is it called Ethereum? Ethereum. 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 For short, people call it Ether. Ether. Okay. I like that a little better. Ether. All right. Now that we know about those two, right, let me ask you this question. What determines the amount one should start at when buying bitcoins or ether <laughs> and how should they determine that factor now that answer is going to change depending on who you talk to because this is a, an investment and some would say it could be an risky investment if you're if i'm just talking to a, a close friend of mine you know what i'm going to tell if i'm going to, if i'm going to tell him you know what get whatever you can afford to get if it's me myself let me tell you i sold over 3 ounces of gold I sold uh, 30 ounces of silver. I sold shoes. I sold clothes. I did whatever I had to do to make sure I got as much Bitcoin as possible. In fact, I put myself in a position where I wasn't paying certain deals. Uh, now, I wasn't encouraging anyone else. I wouldn't encourage anyone else to do that. But I did it because I saw, I, I realized what this was and how powerful that this technology is. And I realized the power of when you get this, when you get this investment, 
it's about position. See, investments are about putting yourself in a certain position. Once you're in position and you have enough of an investment, you don't have to work as hard ever again. So, for example, like if you would invest $200 worth of Bitcoin in 2010, right? Bitcoin was only at a penny per coin. If you would have invested $200 then in 2010, you would have had 20,000 Bitcoin. Today, a 20,000 Bitcoin, if you value that at $10,000 per coin, which is basically where it's at, I mean, you do the math, that's about $180 million from a $200 investment. So, you know, I know that number may sound realistic and hard to believe, but it's a factual number. And when I got involved with Bitcoin, it was only at $1,000. That was in June of this year. And when I got involved at, at, at $1,000, you know, I was skeptical like most people. Most people, I'm like, I don't know what this is. You know, what kind of money is this? You know, it's digital money. I can't hold it. So what I did was I said, I said, you know what? I'm going to just put $300 in, right? So I was with a friend who knew how to get it, really, because it's really easy, but it's best when you're working with someone who's done it before, right? Because this can kind of help you get through the learning curve. So I gave him $300. He bought it for him. He just gave me $300 worth of his Bitcoin. And so I got the transaction. I went home. Two days later, I looked at my Bitcoin wallet, and I saw my $300 that went up to like three oh five. I'm like, hold on, what's going on? And so as I'm seeing the, the, the money increase, and I looked at the history of it, of the graph of how it started out as a penny, and that, you know, and how it kept going up. And I started studying what the technology was. Immediately, I started buying as much as I could. And I realized, I said, you know what, I need to buy at least four or five Bitcoins while it's cheap. And $1,000, I know for some people may say that's not cheap, but uh, I, I was buying, that was cheap because literally four months later in November, that $1,000 Bitcoin is now worth about $10,000. So, and, and some people are speculating that the price of Bitcoin is going to be $20,000 by Christmas of this year and probably even eighty dollars to $100,000 sometime next year uh, or even early 2019. So the trajectory for this is very powerful. But uh, just to answer your question really directly, for people that are skeptical and afraid, I would say, you know, start small if you have to. If you, if it, Even if it's just $20, $50, because... You only have to you only have to buy percentages of Bitcoin. In fact, most people will never be able to own an entire Bitcoin because right now it's at ten thousand dollars. Now I, I can show people how to do it, but I'm just saying for those who don't know, uh, they'll never be able to own an entire Bitcoin because the price is just going to continue to go up. So if, if you wanted to start out with twenty dollars, get you twenty dollars or fifty dollars worth, just so you can do a transaction, put yourself in the game, see how it works, and then you know just keep getting more and more as you can. But I will say this when it comes to Bitcoin, is that putting in $50 worth it today, getting $50 worth of Bitcoin today, can sometimes be a better investment than you putting in $500 worth um, in a month from now. Because then, you know, the price keeps going up and your the, the percentages of what you're going to get for your money will be smaller and smaller and smaller. So get as much as you can while you can, in my opinion. And, and, and try to work with a group or some other people that are doing it so that way you can avoid making any mistakes or any nervousness. Because it's really not hard, but it just helps to have a group of people. I'm glad you brought that up because that leads me to my next question, right? I wanted to ask you personally, what are your thoughts on Bitcoin investment groups? Because you know our people, yeah. we tend to not want to take individual risks, but we will be more apt right. to operate in within a group in terms of investment, you know, and sometimes I don't understand it because we take penitentiary chances and we spend 
enormous amount of money <laughs> on things that we don't need but we desire. So what are your thoughts yeah. on group investment? Yeah, you know, man, group, group investments are, are, are very powerful. I mean, now you, when you were just talking about us spending money on things that, that don't pay us back. Literally, uh, last month in October in Chicago, Southside, Chicago, where is where I'm from, where I live at. Uh, the Southside of Chicago is a neighborhood called Chatham. Um, there was about $19 million that was spent just on lottery tickets alone. $19 million on lottery tickets. And I mean, you know, I, we we know we know how that turns over in terms of the uh, the, the return on the investment. Uh, but it's also interesting to when you learn the history to say that even it was black people that even that started the lottery uh, in the first place. You know, back in the '30s with the policy and the policy kings in Chicago. Um, so that's that's just interesting to see how we're throwing money at stuff, how we've been pushed, they taken what we created, pushed us out of the game. And now, you know, $19 million immediately leaves out of the community. You know, uh, you know that, that just blows my mind. So I, I, I think about literally what if everyone just took, a, you know, a small amount. Literally, it's a very small amount. Even if everybody just said, if, if everybody put up, you know, $20, you know, if you could get 10. You know what I was doing at one point, brother, is when I first got involved with Bitcoin, I, 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 was, I was encouraging my, my friends and said, look, Everyone's going to get $300, and we're going to get 10 people. That's $3,000, and we're going to get us two Bitcoins. That was, that was my goal. And because I knew what how powerful that would be for us. However, you know like I know, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, black folks. Unfortunately, it's like we feel like we need to know too much. You know, like we want to know everything. When it comes to investing I think like if you want to you want to scare a black person you don't got to pull out a gun just say the word investment <laughs> say the word investment and many of them will run and scatter or quickly switch the topic or look at you like you're talking about a scam you yeah. know so um and, and you know what's and what's funny i did a video about investing in group investing and what i, I switched it up at the beginning of the video i put a I put a white man on there and i let him talk about it before i put my face up there and my views were very high, and it's like soon as I went up there, <laughs> I don't know, like the views began to change. But I just find that I find that funny and interesting. And it's yeah. unfortunate too. At the same time, you know, many of us. And when I say us, I'm talking about melanated people. We believe that the white man ice is colder. So I could definitely understand why your views will be higher with having uh, someone other than original person in the beginning of your video now earlier you spoke about the policy king um there's actually a yeah. very very good book that i read about that and for those that don't know when y'all talk about the numbers and the lottery all of that comes out of chicago and you need to read that book uh policy king the brother justice at uh culture connection 360 he gave me that book, and yeah. I, I'm telling you, brother, I read that book, and, and it's it's a hell of a book. Actually, uh, Quincy Jones, he just um, posted something about yeah. the book, and um, because that was during his time, and um, a lot of people, right. a lot of a lot of black folks, they made money from it, and that was something that um, kept the community going. And, it, you know, people was mm -hmm. able to invest in business, send their kids to college, 
buy uh, real estate property. And um, as soon as the government seen that, you know, they put a tax on it. And now we have what we know as the lottery system. So that's some history for y'all, man. Make sure y'all go and check that out, man. It's called Policy King, and you can get that at Culture Connection 360. All right, my, my next question, brother. Yeah, go ahead. Can I, I want to mention one thing about that because the brother who actually wrote that book, uh, brother Nathan Thompson, who's from Chicago, I actually just did an interview with him two days ago. Uh, we were in Chicago and we were and we did an interview about the book specifically, and he he spoke on about what was different then, right? And so one of the main differences why we had that was so he said literally that they were it was it was at a time where they were literally generating over three hundred million dollars through just the South Side neighborhood alone. And this is back in the 30s. So if we look at how much that is, we're talking $300 million. We're talking about that's almost the equivalent to a billion dollars today that was being generated. And one of the main things was that if you, that was also during the Great Depression time. So Absolutely. This is the time when you got white folks that are killing themselves. You got white folks that are jumping off a building that are going crazy. Uh, and, and, but we got these black folks in our own neighborhood, because we're segregated, and but we're on the code of conduct. And what was also important is, you know, those brothers, they, they held guns to protect themselves, but they weren't gangsters. And a lot of people think that when we look in these movies and we see, you know, because there's been movies like, uh, uh, I think, not Harlem Nights, but it was a movie with Lawrence Fishburne, I forgot. But oh, we're talking about, about Bumpy Johnson. The movie Bumpy we're talking about, yeah, 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 Bumpy Johnson and running the numbers, yeah. And so, you know, they try to sometimes depict us like gangsters. But back in that time, really, the gangster was the last thing we wanted to be because it was the gangsters that was trying to take us from what we had. You know, it was the gangsters that, that was trying to break down our, our whole structure. And, and everything, it seemed like in the neighborhood, like if you wanted to go to college, if you wanted to start a business, anything you wanted, you went back to those local hustlers or these these policy uh, runners, right? They, they were the people you went to, uh, even if you were a politician and you wanted to get put in office, you would go through them because they had access to the funding and the network. But it was it's just interesting to see how we work together when we are forced to because we didn't have an option. Versus today, we have so many options to work with everyone outside of ourselves and I think because we have those options, a lot of times we we, we, we run and take those options. But um, you know, I, I just wanted to say that. But but that is a, a really good uh, a book that everyone should read. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. All right, family. For those that are just joining us, we are talking to Jackson Three Sixty, and we are talking about bitcoins, investment, getting your money right, stacking your money, and what this whole phenomenal about bitcoins is. And the brother is definitely enlightening me, and I'm sure those that are listening is being enlightened as well, because this is something that we have to learn about. We learn about everything else. But we need to learn about this because there are three things that your open enemy is not going to teach you. And this is what Elijah Muhammad said. He's not going to teach you the art of war, the art of mating, or the art of finance. So you got to learn this on your own. You got to learn this from individuals that you are around. And you have to have skin in the game. You know, I recently invested 
I didn't invest a lot. I'm taking it easy and I'm pacing myself, but I made it a commitment to myself that every month I'm going to invest some type of currency into Bitcoin. So let me get to my next question, brother, because I know we don't have too much time with you. Um, there are a lot of uh, cryptocurrencies popping up every day. It seems like there's a, right. a, a new one coming up. You got Ghostface. You, you know, you got a lot of individuals that's coming out. Um, there was one sister that I right. read about. Um, I think she got like she done invested a uh, hundred million dollars in uh, cryptocurrency. What should be a key factor one should avoid when choosing? the different type of cryptocurrency that they invest in? Well, okay, so first, when it comes to cryptocurrencies, right now, there's literally over, uh, there's over, I think, 2,000 cryptocurrencies, meaning big, there's over 2,000 different coins that have come from Bitcoin that are duplicating it, and I'll be honest, over 90, probably 5% of them are, are, are bad, meaning they're, they're not really good investments, at least for the short term. So in terms of picking a good one, keep in mind, out of all of every coin that you see that's created, I don't care who it is, if it's a cryptocurrency, ultimately what's going to happen it's going to drive up the price of Bitcoin itself. Because in order to access most of these coins, you need Bitcoin first. So if you want to buy Ether, if you want to buy most likely Ghostface coin or whoever coin, depending on the market that it's on, nine times out of 10 today, in order to get it, you got to use Bitcoin to buy it. Most of them are not allowing you to buy it with USD. Okay, so that's why the best the best coin that you can get, at least to hold on to as a store of value, is Bitcoin because that's that's why right now uh, at the beginning of the year there was only twenty billion dollars in this market. In January there was twenty billion dollars. Today, eleven months later, there are three hundred billion dollars. We're talking over fifty billion dollars came into this market just in the month of November alone, and it's continuing to grow. So when you're looking at these altcoins, keep in mind. The name of the game is ultimately, right now, is to get as much Bitcoin as possible. And I say that to say is because Bitcoin is at least going to really help. It, it can help your money grow so that way you can be able to do other things, you know. Uh, now, when it comes to, let's say, you know, it, you, you want to get other another cryptocurrency. Now, that's good, too, because you want to diversify. I, I never want to be in a position where all of my eggs are in one basket. So I wouldn't say only have Bitcoin. So it's good to diversify. Now, when you're looking at these other coins, I would say just do your research. Uh, if you know, um, if, you, if you can find what's called the white paper, every coin. And in fact, there's a website called CoinMarketCap.com. That's one of the best things you can do is go to CoinMarketCap.com, that website, and it lists every cryptocurrency that is like that exists right now for the most part that has been out for a little while. And it gives you the history. It gives you the trends. It lets you know, you know, how to, how it's been going up and down. So I would say start there. Go to Coin Market Cap. Use that as a starting place. Uh, then see, you know, look at the history. Look at the coin. Look at the prices. Look at you know how much coins are being circulated. All of that good stuff. Then you can. It's basic stuff. Then what you're going to do is look to see if they got a social media page. Really, is this a lot of this stuff is like supply and demand. It's really as simple as supply and demand. If you see that it's a lot of people on social media that are talking about it, it's a huge demand. A lot of people are saying they want that coin or they're getting that coin or they're about to get the coin. And then look at how much supply is there. How many coins do they have? 
if they say, oh, well, there's only 10 million coins, that may be a great coin to own because guess what? There's a, a, a small supply and a huge demand. So you know it's going to be worth a lot of money versus if you see a coin and, you know, don't nobody want it and there's a whole lot of it, you may not want to get that. If, if, no, if no one wants it, no one's talking about it. And, you know, you may not want that coin because now you're going to, it's like you're stuck with a hot potato, you know, and, and now you're stuck with it. So I would say look at websites like coinmarketcap.com. Also, if you come to uh, follow, um, I have a Facebook page as well where we, a Facebook group where we teach people about uh, this. We go through Bitcoin and everything every day. On that Facebook page, it's totally free. It's called Digital Currency Matter. And we go over everything from, because there's, there's literally over 10 different ways you can make money with Bitcoin. You know, the easiest one is just buying it and holding it. But there's so many other ways, whether if you're investing in certain companies, programs, creating Bitcoin, working with mining Bitcoin, lending programs. But uh, so I would encourage everyone to start educating themselves. That's the very first thing. So don't just go all in on a coin if you haven't been somewhat educated. But it is okay to do a little bit, get your feet wet, you know, and then continue to educate yourself. You got to earn while you learn. Because this is just like the Internet, guys. You're not going to know everything about it immediately because the Internet is constantly changing. What you thought the Internet was five years ago is not the same thing today. You're right, because the technology is changing. And the same thing like uh, with, with these cryptocurrencies. So you're going to constantly be learning. Don't think you're going to know everything about Bitcoin before you actually get involved. So uh, just know that it, it, it's growing. Uh, it doesn't hurt for you to put up, like you said, $20 or $50. Hell, you spend that on going out to the restaurant. And, uh, you know, and, and it's also important people to know that it's a very high volatile market. Well, it's volatile. So what that means is it goes up and down a lot. So if you buy Bitcoin, like when I first bought mine, it was at about a thousand dollars per coin. When I had got mine, I had three hundred dollars worth. I had went up two days later. It went up to like three hundred five. Then it came down to like three hundred three. Then it went up to like three ten. Then it came back down to three three hundred five. And then it went up to like three twenty. And then it came down to like three fifteen. And so it goes up and down. But if you notice it, it goes up more than it comes down. It's just a part of the process. So when you see stuff like that. You know, don't be afraid and just sell the Bitcoin, right? And, and it's also important. I want to, this, this is one of the last parts I want to mention that's very important. When you, when you get into Bitcoin, what you are doing, it, or cryptocurrency period, you are basically starting your own bank. This is, you are now your own bank. All right. So now you, this is why when you look through the South of Chicago or you look through most of the low uh, income areas around the world, that you're going to see Bitcoin ATMs everywhere. You're going to see a lot of Bitcoin activity in a lot of third world countries or places where their currencies have collapsed. The reason why is because most of those people do not have access to traditional banking. Most people in the hood, you know, my brothers and sisters, even myself coming up, we don't, we have things that have stopped us from banking. Whether it be social security number, bad credit, or something, a lot of us do not even own bank accounts. In fact, over three billion people on the planet don't have a bank account. So now, when you get Bitcoin, you're able to basically do what you do with your bank account. You're now able to have digital money, transfer that money, five dollars or five hundred thousand dollars, any amount. You can travel. You can send that money to the person next to you, or you can send something. You send that money across to somebody in a whole another plant. I mean, on a whole another country. 
So now, and you can also have the ability to now be able to sell Bitcoin because you can have the Bitcoin that you have. And guess what? If I buy that, if I bought Bitcoin at a hundred, when it was a hundred dollars, and now today it's at ten thousand, and now now I got over a hundred thousand dollars worth of Bitcoin. People can now buy Bitcoin from me. I can sell it to them instead of them even having to go to a third party to get their Bitcoin. So that's a very powerful thing. I want you guys, y'all may not get all of that right now, but that's very powerful when you have now become your own bank. And this is the reason why a lot of the governments and stuff are kind of pushing back and media will push back against Bitcoin because this is really disrupting the whole way that we live life. Most of the, you know, we're used to getting money from the traditional bank, right, which comes from the Federal Reserve, and that money is inflated, meaning your dollars, you get a dollar today, it's worth 99 cents next week, and then 98 cents next week, and basically the cost of everything's going up. And so those people that have that, whether, you know, maybe who, the Federal Reserve and all these banking institutions, they don't like it because now we're able to work around them when you have Bitcoin. That is perfect that you said that, and I want to interject real quick because that is very crucial, right? And I want everybody to know exactly what you were saying as, as far as the Federal Reserve, the IMF, they don't have no control over this. But on the flip side, I need to ask you this, brother, because we're starting to see a lot of corporation and government investing in Bitcoin platforms, technology, and application. Is that a good thing? And will it lead to, in the future, the government regulating Bitcoin as they try to do and regulate everything else that involves our lives? Now, now that's a good question. That's a really good question. I, I want to say, first of all, today is a historical day, uh, November 27th, because today the Bitcoin is actually being listed or has been listed on the CME, Chicago Mercantile Exchange. So it's officially listed on the stock exchange today for the first day being traded as a Bitcoin future. So, so now the price is really about to go through the roof. And what that means is now institutions have just started today the ability to be able to invest. With, this is why literally the price of Bitcoin two days ago was only at about maybe uh, uh, $8,000. And today it's at almost $10,000, literally in two days. So you're going to see this is also why the price of Bitcoin is going to jump up to probably fifteen to 20000 But I don't know. That's just speculation, right? Well, I'm just saying. Now, here's the deal. Um, if you understand how the technology works, Bitcoin is like a new version of the Internet. That's what I want. I want people to first understand this. Bitcoin is really more than money. All right. I want that to be clear. One of the Bitcoin is a tech is a technology that can be used in a lot of different ways. It can be used in the voting system. It can be used in smart contracts and other stuff. But money is just one way that is being used. Okay, it's just one way. So with that being said, the technology itself is something that cannot be totally regulated by the government. It's just like saying, can the government completely regulate the internet? They can put some regulations, but they can't have complete control. And they've been trying. Trust me. If they could have had complete control over it, it probably wouldn't be, you know, where it's at today. Right. Uh, you would see certain people getting locked up and, you know, and certain other people not getting locked up. So the fact that you're not seeing that, that lets you know they have limited control. Right. So. They've been trying. They've been trying. They're going to continue to try it. And then eventually what they're going to do is they're going to start using it themselves and try to create their own coin. 
And I'm going to tell you guys, be very careful of that. Because the difference between Bitcoin right now is decentralized, meaning no governments are involved. Anyone who under who has the right codes and stuff, meaning programming tools like the government, they can have the ability to create their own coin. Countries are going to start doing that. Countries are going to have their own coin. You have the choice on if you're going to get that country's coin, right? I want you to keep in mind, if, if they were to regulate Bitcoin, guess what? Another coin is going to pop up, and that coin could be created by a third grader that knows a little bit about uh, about simple programming because it's not that hard. And then we can all people can say, you know, we don't want to use Bitcoin anymore. We're going to use this new currency that's not being regulated by the government. So it, it, it's, it's going to be very it's going to be a it's going to be a very difficult thing for the government to have total control over cryptocurrencies. Period. Because if they do clamp down on one, we can always just create another one and go around that. So I want people to keep that in mind. So don't let the fear of the government, you know, intervention make you be afraid for even getting involved with this thing. But yes, the government will begin to uh, try to block Bitcoin, and they also will begin to try to. And they've already been doing it. And they're also going to create their own currency. And, and I look at it like this. People have choices right now. That's what that's a moral, that's a beautiful thing about the internet. You have the choice to say, you know what, I'm going to I'm going to use uh Bitcoin, or you know what, I might want to use I which is decentralized and no government, or I can choose to, to use a government currency, right? I think most people, some people are going to use the government currency, but if you, but you know how that goes. If we got the option to go around it, we're going to choose that option to go around it. So I say all of that to say there's really no stopping it, in my opinion. I could be wrong, but I don't see a way where they can totally stop it. I can see that they will be putting up certain things to, you know, to slow it down. I'll tell you this. There's a guy you should look up. His name's Andreas Antronopoulos. Okay, Andreas Antronopoulos. Look him up on YouTube. And he, he's a Greek guy. He's like, a, uh, he wrote a book uh, called Bitcoin Mastery and Bitcoin like 101 and all that good stuff. And he has videos where he sits down with the government, right? He was, because he's, you know, he was a Bitcoin miner. He knows a lot about it. He's all about the future of Bitcoin and how powerful it is. And so he'll sit down with some of these government uh, councils. They, they've got some on YouTube. And they'll, they're interviewing him asking how they can potentially regulate it and what can they do? And and I mean, these some of these interviews are powerful. Like if you want to really know more about that, I would say look him up and look up those interviews because he's even saying in that how the government intervention would be one of the worst things if they try to hop on it because of the powerful the, the ability, the potential of this technology and where it could potentially go. But just just to wrap everything up, I just want to say it's going to be very difficult for the government to have complete control. But that's why I encourage people, get your money right now if you can. Let's just say hypothetically, if they shut down the whole Internet, you know, it, which we, we I don't see them doing it because that's really about the only way they can completely control it if they shut the Internet down. But, you know, let's just say if, if it was somehow they shut everything down. Well, if you get if you put yourself in position, you don't have to worry about that. We don't want to be the people that's constantly coming in last. We the last person to the party trying to get in and do something once all the money has been made. 
So get involved. That's why you want to start learning right now. Get involved right now because there are really no government regulations. It's still a global currency. We can do business right now anywhere across the globe, and it's easy as ordering a pizza on your phone. You can go on your phone right now, download an app, and get you and get you some Bitcoin. With no, no matter what your credit is, no need for social security numbers and stuff like that. So take advantage. That's right, family. You heard it here first on Necessary Blackness Podcast. And for those that are just joining us, we are speaking to Jackson 360 and we are talking about investing, buying Bitcoins and everything that it involves. Now, what we're going to do is we're going to take a quick commercial break and I'll see you on the other side and we'll be back with Jackson 360 and as we wrap it up, I want to say, family, we are the holders and keepers of our self-predicament. And it's up to us to invest our money into our community because we are the vanguard of our people. And we got to do this for the next generation. Peace and power, black family. I will see you on the other side. Elementary Genocide provides a critical expose of mass incarceration, the war on drugs, and the connection between slavery, capitalism, and the prison industrial complex. Visit our website at www.elementarygenocide.com. Now available, Elementary Genocide, the School to Prison Pipeline. Elementary Genocide 2, the Board of Education versus the Board of Incarceration. And the newest release, Elementary Genocide 3, Academic Holocaust. Log on today to purchase your very own three-set docu-series. Persons interested in broadcasting a commercial can reach us via email at necessaryblacknesspodcast at gmail.com. Necessary Blackness is distributed on all major podcast platforms. iTunes, Stitcher, iHeart, SoundCloud, Podomatic, and Google Play. We'll also promote your business and product across our various social media networks, reaching over 100,000 people daily. Tune in for the drop. I am Dr. Kira Taylor, and when I'm tired of listening to fake news, I will listen to some real news, and I will check into the Necessary Blackness podcast with my friend Raheem Shabazz. Raheem Shabazz is one of my guys from way back, and you're now listening to his show, Necessary Blackness Podcast. Stay tuned. This is a cool up cultivated roots media, and I choose to tune into Necessary Blackness because staying connected to my blackness is very necessary. Peace. This is Prince Culture Law, and I stay tuned into Necessary Blackness Podcast with Raheem Shabazz. Peace and power. This is E Reporting Live, and you're tuned in to Necessary Blackness with my boy Raheem Shabazz. Yeah, this is Professor Ed Garns, founder of the wonderful From Afros to Shell Toes and Sweet Tea Ethics. When I am not spreading liberation theology throughout my classrooms as an African-centered therapist, I am chilling with my homie, Raheem Shabazz, on the Necessary Blackness Podcast. It's essential. Hey, what's going on, man? It's Arthur Emma Henry here. Whenever I want to get the latest on politics, social life issues facing our black community, I tune in to Necessary Blackness with Raheem Shabazz. This is Shali. When I'm not in the gym, I'm checking my son out on his podcast each and every Wednesday at 6 p.m. Make sure you check out Raheem Shabazz. Peace and blessings, beautiful people. This is your girl, Ashton Brianna. Just wanted to get out here and let you know that Whatever you're doing, no matter where you are on Wednesday night, you can tune into Necessary Blackness, the podcast. Check us out on iTunes, Google Play, uh, where else? Anywhere. And you get to listen to me. 
So why not? Necessary Blackness, Wednesdays. Hey guys, this is Ebony G of Having My Say Radio. When I'm not having my own say on my radio show every Monday from 9 to 11 p.m. on Love 860, I am tuned in to the Necessary Blackness podcast with Raheem Shabazz. This is Chi-Town's finest, Khadidra. And when I'm relaxing, I enjoy listening to Necessary Blackness podcast with Raheem Shabazz. Yo, this is Cambino. And when I'm riding down Stony, all I listen to is Necessary Blackness podcast with my guy, Raheem Shabazz. Peace. This is Zaza Ali. And when I am not studying the science of the universe and the laws of creation, I am listening to the big homie Raheem Shabazz on Necessary Blackness. Make sure you support. Peace. Yo, that's what I'm talking about, man. You'll hear it here first. <laughs> now our feature presentation. Okay, peace and power, black family. We are back. And we are still talking to Jackson 360. And we are talking about investment in Bitcoin. And brother, I want to just say, man, that me and you, we had a conversation while I was out in Chicago. And I was very impressed with the depth of knowledge that you was putting forth about this subject matter. And it has been a big explosion. On that day, you told me, man, you better start investing. And that was, I want to say, three, four weeks ago. Not even four weeks ago. Maybe three weeks ago. Had I listened to you and invested then, (laughs) you know. But I made my my investment. I made my investment two days ago. So I'm not mad. But um, I'm in the game now. So I got skin in the game. And I'm going to continue to invest. And I'm not going to be one of those would have, could have, should have. All right, brother, as we wrap it up, um, I just got two more questions for you because I'm learning as I go along and I'm I'm hearing a lot of different things. And one of the things I heard is that the real investment is not necessarily in Bitcoin. It's in the blockchain technology. And there are currently 1,300 other blockchain technology companies and Bitcoin is just one of them. What can you mm-hmm. tell me about that? Um, well, I'll say this. Um, Bitcoin and blockchain kind of go hand in hand. But, and, and I'm going to say this. I'm not a, I'm not an ex. I want, I want to be clear. I'm more, I, I study the, the technical side, but I am more of an investor than I am on the technical side. I study a little bit. So some of my knowledge is a little limited uh, about, you know, the differences. But from what I've gathered, uh, what I see, they go hand in hand. Like Bitcoin and blockchain, it, it goes hand in hand, right? So it's like a mother and a father. They come together and they have a baby. And the baby is the explosion. And, and so without this, like, you can't really separate the two. You can't separate Bitcoin uh, with, you know, and and blockchain, you know, and people, they, you know, these companies, they try to separate them, but there's really no separation between the two. Uh, so when you're investing in Bitcoin, you're in your essence, you're investing in blockchain because there's other coins that have been created that are on different blockchains. However, you still need to get Bitcoin first to get those other coins on those other blockchains. And when you get them, it still makes the price of Bitcoin go up even more. So they're married. You know, it's not a big, you know, it's not a huge separation between the two. Uh, if, if there is that, I'm ignorant to that. I, I will say that I'm ignorant to that if, if there is. But uh, that's why I encourage people to begin to study this as much as they can, because the technology and, 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 and I want to break this down too for those who don't know. All right. Bitcoin 
Oh, if we want to make it in layman's terms, this is, it's just like a digital currency that's decentralized. It's digital money that's not controlled by a government or any company or institution, right? Blockchain, what that is, is that's the public ledger. That's like your accounting system. That just keeps the record of all the transactions that have happened. This is what makes Bitcoin to be able to stay uh, kind of honest. This is what makes Bitcoin powerful. Because since it's not controlled or regulated by a government, the question is, well, who determines uh, these transactions that make when I send you some Bitcoin, how do I know that you're going to get it? And it's not, you know, there's, there's, there's no funny business in between. Right. That is what the blockchain technology comes into place. The blockchain is like that ledger. And that's and that's where everybody can see the transaction. So if that's why it's important. If you have Bitcoin, you got to be careful on who you share your address with. Because some people can take your Bitcoin address and then look up to be able to see how many Bitcoins you have or even be able to see all of your past transactions from that specific address. So it's very important that you know stuff like that. But and I know some people may say, well, maybe that sounds scary. It's really not because, again, you just have multiple addresses. So and I encourage people to do that, too. Like when you start getting Bitcoin. Don't keep all of your Bitcoin in one wallet. In fact, don't keep it all online. You can you can buy on what's called a hard wallet, okay? And then that hard wallet is kind of like a hard drive, meaning now you can transfer your Bitcoin and any of your other cryptocurrencies onto this hard drive, so that way it's not actually on your computer, right? So that and that way when you do that, now your money is safer because you don't want to have all of your if you let's say this is we're talking big money here, guys. Let me tell you, right now, if you're getting involved, if you invested $1,000 a few months ago, literally, if you own the Bitcoin, the Bitcoin, let's say it's worth a million dollars. So we're dealing with a million. So if you're dealing with millions of dollars, the last thing you want is to just be having your millions of dollars just sitting on another person's website. And, you know, it's a it's very it's a low possibility something's going to happen to it. But it's still a, more of a it's more of a possibility than if you had it offline in your heart wallet uh, where you had where you own it. So I encourage people to do that. So but that, I hope that answers your questions a little bit when it comes to Bitcoin and block, blockchain. That's just the blockchain, again, that's just the ledger keeping track of what the, the transactions and, and everything. So when you send some money, you want to see is it, where does the Bitcoin go? You can look on the blockchain and be able to follow it. That leads me to my next question, brother. You are right on point. This is my final question to you, brother. What is the difference between cryptocurrency and Bitcoin wallet, and what is the risk factor in buying from some of the uh, crypto wallet stocks? Okay, okay. So, the, what's the difference between Bitcoin and, and cryptocurrency? Well, okay. Well, Bitcoin. So cryptocurrency Bit, is wait, hold on. My my question was, what is the mm-hmm. difference between cryptocurrency and Bit Bitcoin wallet? And if there's a risk factor in investing in um, some of the uh, crypto wallet stocks that are out there now, since it's now on the stock market. Oh, I see. Okay. Uh, And and we talk a lot. We do talk about stuff like this uh, in my class as well. 
Uh, I just want to put out a quick plug, let people know if they're interested in learning more, specifically from a group of people that's about actively involved. You can go to the businessbootcamp.us. That's businessbootcamp.us. And you can find our cryptocurrency class or you can do a Google search for business, uh, bootcamp 360. But, um, so when you're talking about the differences between cryptocurrency and you're talking about, uh, Bitcoin wallet. So, all right. So those are two different things, right? So Bitcoin, so cryptocurrency is a category. Uh, that basically all that means is just digital money. There's different types of digital money, right? Different type of digital coin. That's just a category uh, that, like, like for example, more like fiat currency. That just you know that's like the traditional money that we use. You know, the United States dollars, etc., pesos, and all that good stuff. So digital current, I mean cryptocurrency. That includes all of the coins. Any coin that's digital that we have is, can be considered a crypt if it's encrypted and it's decentralized. You can put that meaning it's not owned by government. That can be considered. So that's Bitcoin, Ethereum. All of those are cryptocurrencies. They all fall under that same category. Now, when it comes to the, the wallet, there are a lot of different wallets, and they're not all the same. There's and they, they, so you have an exchange. So an exchange would be a place like Coinbase. Most people that buy their their buy Bitcoin, nine times out of ten, nine times out of ten, you're probably going to buy it from a place called Coinbase. This is like the Bank of America of digital currency. This is it's very easy to use. It's a good place to get started. But I will tell you guys, be aware that that company uh, reports their information to the federal government. So you just want to keep that in mind. And if they want to, they can also freeze your money at any time. Trust me, I know all about that. So just be careful when you're dealing specifically with the Coinbase exchange. Because that's the most popular one. But there's a lot of people that don't like it because they can freeze your money at any time so at their own discretion. All right. So you can have your money on an exchange like Coinbase. Or you can take your, your money. When I mean my money, we're talking Bitcoin and digital currencies. You can take those currencies and you can have them on what's called a soft wallet. Or you can have it on like a hard wallet. And the difference between those, a soft wallet is like a software that's on your computer. Now, that's better than it being on the exchange because if it's on your computer or in software, then at least you have more control over it. Nobody can just stop your and freeze your money because you have it. So that's a great thing because you have what's called your private key. All right. Then you have what's called a, a, a hard wallet. A hard wallet is kind of what it sounds like. That means it's physical. You can touch it, kind of like a hard drive. You plug it into your computer. You put your money on that hard drive, that hard wallet, and now you're able to walk around with your money. And it's important to know, if you were to lose that hard wallet, they give you a PIN code. So you can always, that doesn't mean you lost your money. As long as you keep your PIN code, which is basically your private key, you can buy a new hard wallet, enter that private key, and then you will have access to your money again. So the most important thing is when you get your Bitcoin or your cryptocurrency, make sure you have access to your private key. This is like, this is the keys to your bank and nobody else has that. So if you ever lose this and you and you lose your Bitcoin, no one in the world can retrieve it because it is encrypted. And the only way to get inside to break that uh, cryptology is through the private key. Thank you, brother. I appreciate everything that you have shared with us. And I know the family is going to be happy about this because we have to learn how to invest. We have to have economic stability within our community and more so within ourselves as people. 
Now, brother, real quickly, I know it's going to be a lot of people that want to uh, find you on the internet. So I want you to give out your social media information. Also, let people know about your group that you deal with specifically when it comes to investment. But before you give out that, I just want to um, say that this is the brother that blessed me with the hat that many of y'all seen that I wore at the Black Power <laughs> Awards and everybody been asking me where did I get this hat from. Now now that that hat been seen all around the world and I, and I done took several pictures <laughs> with it, y'all free to go and emulate my style now. Yeah. Remember, I gave birth Absolutely. to this. I was the first one that y'all seen this with. You know, I'm not. I don't know if I'm the first one that got that hat, but when I when I when I tell you, man, everybody was coming up to me asking me, "Yo, where did you get that hat from? How can I get that hat?" And I was plugging you, but um, yeah. you can plug it here first on Necessary Blackness Podcast and let everybody know uh, your social media outlets. We got two minutes left, brother. Yeah. Now you you are truly the fitting head philosopher. So I, I I just appreciate I just appreciate the fact that you rock the crown with such pride. I may I want to make sure that you had that. For anybody who wants a hat like that, they can go to internationalpowerbrokers.com. And that's that's our website. So now when it comes to digital currency, I will say I know today I maybe was I was very technical and um, some of this stuff it probably blew people's mind. They need to absorb it because there was probably a lot of information. But trust me, on our at our school uh, which is business boot camp got us. I try to break it down in more layman's terms and everyday terms. And I help when we help people get involved because if you really want to learn something, you got to practice it every day. And so one thing we do is when you sign up with our school, we give you $60 worth of Bitcoin for free and we put it and we put it in one of our programs where you earn 1% interest every single day. And so you, you get to earn while you learn. So you, it's, it's business boot camp dot us. If you want to follow me specifically, Dr. Jackson 360, that's D R J A C K S O N 360. No, I am not a doctor, nor do I pretend to be, but I happen to be an artist, and that's my stage name, Dr. Jackson 360. And uh, so that's why all my social media stuff is there. And I talk a lot about Bitcoin, even when I'm doing my music and my performances. So if you want to follow me, Dr. Jackson 360, uh, us. Absolutely. And as we go forward, you know it's about elementary genocide and how they miseducate us in the school system. But it's also about generational suicide when we don't invest in wealth to leave something for our children. My name is Raheem Shabazz, and this is Necessary Blackness Podcast, and we'll see you next week at the same place and the same time. Peace and black power, family. Richness is greater than money. Richness is self-love. Richness is self-respect. Richness is all the things that build a community and build a nation. Richness is building a family. Richness is loving our children. Richness is being great black men and black women that will last for a thousand years and forever. Richness is the kind of world that we produce, and richness is our rich culture. So we're going to be rich. We're going to be rich at a greater level than ever before.